Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Hi. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com. The number one com. The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength. Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. We have another wonderful episode. It is the final Saturday of the month. And what does that mean? That means Village Bank Radio. I have Alicia Webb, president of Village Bank, in studio with me. And we're going to cover another fabulous, fabulous show. Uh, this this is an honor to do these. I have had so many of my clients tell me how helpful these uh, these have been. And in fact, I hate to say it, but I got a lot of folks who just listen to the last Saturday of every month mm. <laughs> because they like this I one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, they like this one in, in, in particular. So that is great. Uh, <clears throat> we Village Bank is a community bank for entrepreneurs built by an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, if, if you are a small business person, then by goodness, we we want you. Uh, we're looking for those folks. We're looking to develop relationships. And if you're looking to build a relationship with a bank that you can work with, that you can trust, and uh, you know, just explain and 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 tell them your situation and have them listen to you, well. Village Bank is it. Uh, we've covered a lot of topics over the last year plus. Uh, recently, we've covered exciting topics ranging from strategic planning, growing your business, and discovering what stage of entrepreneurship you're in. Uh, it's an important topic. Uh, and if you have questions that you haven't been able to get answers, I know a lot of people do have them, you want to feel free to reach out to either Alicia or I. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can certainly go to the Village Bank website, uh, or you can uh, go to my website or go to my email. But if you want questions answered on the air, we'd love to cover those things. <clears throat> so today we begin a series talking about uh, the five stages of entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship in depth. And we have covered these things briefly. We're going to walk back and try to cover them with a little more uh, content and a little more depth. And I think you're going to find it very useful and very valuable. 
of course, there are the startup growth, acquisition, and expansion. Then you've got a mature and a business that maybe you want to pass on or you want to uh, sell. Those are all different steps and different phases, but it's great to have them all in mind from the very beginning. Our focus for this show will be the startup stage. So, every startup entrepreneur needs to have a financial plan. There's a mouthful right there. Every entrepreneur, people who start small businesses, it's interesting that they don't even have a business structure, that being an LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp, they don't operate out of a business structure, they do a sole proprietorship, not a good idea. Uh, you should have a business from the beginning. It doesn't mean you can't transition, you certainly can. But there are simple things that you should be considering if you're thinking about starting your own little endeavor, and it almost doesn't matter what size it is. Does not matter what size it is, Todd. This is what I'll tell you. I'm working with Score right now, and if no, if you don't know what Score is, Score is where that you have entrepreneurs who have retired and they want to give back to the business community. So they'll go in and they'll mentor up um, any entrepreneur that's looking for some sort of advice or has questions. Now, I wouldn't say it's probably as detailed as what you're doing for your clients, Todd. I've watched you walk side by side with your clients all the way through the process. Little different. This is more about, you know, kind of those baby questions that you might have. And what SCORE shared with me as they have these workshops that where you're building your business plan and there's six workshops and the last workshops, four and five, and the six workshop you um, present, four and five is all about balance sheet, income statement, financial preparation. They said they have the lowest attendance in those two workshops. And many times these new entrepreneurs or these startups will go in and they'll go to the workshops. They'll go present at the end. They have no financials in that business plan. And that scares me to death. That tells me that they are not prepared for great things to happen to their new businesses. And they're also not prepared for really difficult situations in their businesses. I mean, as a, if you come in and tell me you need a hundred thousand dollars and you've got all these great ideas, but I've got no numbers. I don't know how much you have to pay people. I don't know how many people you're going to have. Do you need equipment? Do you need inventory? Can you get your inventory today? What, how do I give you a hundred thousand dollars? Well, you know, that is you know, everything I could I could comment on so much of what you've just said, because you are so right. We, we, we talk about this a lot. Um, folks come into the business world most often as as uh, practitioners to a job, to a to a product, to a particular thing mm-hmm. without very little concept of the money and finance. And as you've just described that component to a business is very threatening to people. Mm-hmm. Now, now, folks, for those of you listening, you're, you're, you're listening to myself and Alicia, two MBAs who really understand and work with numbers every day. And to us, that's the first thing you do. But apparently that's not the way other people think. Mm-hmm. And as I always say, if you want to be successful, you must become a numbers person. But that is, it's daunting. I, I know it is. So when you talk about SCORE, this mm-hmm. group who teaches baby steps, you know, that's the only way you can begin. Because if you put something in front of someone and it just seems so overwhelming, you lose them mm-hmm. right there. So you have to take baby steps and you have to move along the line. But that just, I mean, I, well, I don't want to get off in the weeds here, but that just sounds like a wonderful program to help people get basic understanding and knowledge about starting a business. It really is. And when you're in the startup, well, I don't care what phase your business is. When you're in that startup phase, especially though, as threatening as financials can seem or numbers can seem, in my mind, it is more of a threat to start without any basic understanding. And I know we think of an income statement or a profit and loss statement. You see all these line items. What the heck does that mean? No, it's revenue. Revenue is at the top. That's the plus. That's the addition. And then you have um, expenses at the bottom. That's you have to subtract those numbers. And you get a total, then you get a total for your income, your net income. And that's really, it's just a plus and a minus. And that net income, that has to either transition to the balance sheet as equity or it has to transition to a personal financial statement. It's what do you do with it? Do you keep it in the business as equity or do you take it out of the business? You buy the boat and the boat shows up on your personal financial statement. But it's it's very simple when, when like you have someone like me, because Todd, I'll be honest, I mean, yeah, I've got the MBA, the graduate school, being da, da, da. 
But at the end of the day, I did all this schooling to get there. I it didn't numbers didn't come naturally to me either. And I I think that the most important pieces, I got guys on my team that they can whip numbers around way faster than me. I for for an entrepreneur, what is the why behind the number? Talk about the why. Why do you have equity on your balance sheet? Why do you have a boat on your financial statement and no equity on your balance sheet? You know, what are those expenses as a ratio to the revenue that you are earning on your income statement? These are all questions that we have to ask from a startup perspective because you have to know. I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times, Todd. At the end of the day, I want to start a new business. I like pink. You like blue. But if green is where you make your money, guess where we're going to start that business? <laughs> green, 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 green. Right. Because that's where you make money. And and it doesn't matter what we like. And so I think, and that's hard for entrepreneurs. That's entrepreneurs, really it's hard. It's their baby and they like it and they're passionate and they're excited. And uh, Green wins, guys. You know, that's that's what's going to get you the boat on your that, financial that, that is That is a conversation. And so you just described what I, what I call leverage. Where's the leverage? What makes you the most money for time spent? And when you're a numbers person, that's what you're always gravitating to. But see, you know, when I think of first, I love the idea that you, you brought this down to the fundamentals. The mm-hmm. simple, the money that comes and that people pay you for the stuff and then you have your expenses and then you have what's left. It is that simple. But, you know, last week I did a show on mm-hmm. mindset and mm-hmm. for a lot of people I think about as we discuss this, let's imagine somebody who wants to teach piano lessons, mm-hmm. right? And so to them, it's just all about sitting with, you know, maybe an adolescent uh, child and teaching them and changing their lives and teaching them an appreciation for music and, and, and piano lessons and all that. And that's where it begins, but here's the problem. Problem. That's also where it ends for a lot of mm-hmm. people. And they just want to make enough money to pay their bills mm-hmm. and they can't think any farther. Look, that's what that show was about last week. Think farther. Think about how do I actually make this into a business? Because look, if people if, if you people will pay you for piano lessons, most of the folks out there are going to want to be practitioners. They want to want to teach the piano lessons. They're not going to want to build the business. But if people are willing to pay that, why can't you have 10 people working for your company teaching piano? Mm -hmm. And so when you think about building that business, imagine that you start with your gross income or gross revenue. You take your operational expenses, and then you consider what you have to pay yourself not to have a good life, but what would it cost to replace you? What's after that is legitimately what the profit remains to the business. You need to show profit if you want to grow the business because the expansion or the capacity to grow that business most often will be limited by your ability to seek financing to mm-hmm. do that very thing. Mm-hmm. Without those numbers, you can't accomplish that. And I think getting realistic on what it would take to replace you. I do want to mention that because there's two sides to this. There's that entrepreneur taking no money out of the company, putting everything back in, working 75, 85 hours a week. Okay, well, then it's going to take two people with two <laughs> salaries, benefits, expenses you know, to, to replace you and be realistic about that. I love what you're doing, by the way. Like, I'm all for that. I love, you know, the big, sorry, sorry, villagers, but the big hour week and, you know, bringing it all back to the, that's great. That's building. On the other hand, be careful you're not that entrepreneur taking out a million dollars a year and only in the office 20 hours a week because you've got the best management team in place. You got to be realistic about what it's going to take to replace you there too. And so it depends on what, you know, where you're at, but be very realistic about that piece of it. Um, because yeah, if you're, you built a 30 year company and you want to work 20 hours a week and take a million bucks, I'll go for it. But just remember, who, what really needs to come back into the, co- who needs to be there? And do you have someone in management? Maybe you should bump them up and, and get them and, and maybe they buy a piece of the company from me, whatever. She, but, she's, Alicia's making a point that is something I see every time I look at people's financials is the business owner paying themselves way too little or way too much. Yeah. It's, it's almost always one of those things. They're either paying themselves way too little, no way in the world you can replace them for what they do with the amount they're paying themselves, or they're, they, someone else could legitimately replace them for $50,000, $60,000, and they're paying themselves a quarter of a million dollars a so, year. So, yeah, let me be clear on that. That is 
accurate 99.99999% of the time I get to see personal financials all day long. It's either zero or a million. Yeah. It's rarely anywhere in between. Right. And so I just, I feel like yes, yes, and yes. But that's something to shoot for, right? Because if you're the guy or the gal that's at zero today and you're busting your hump and you're, you can't even believe you're up listening to this, you'll get there. Like that's how you get there. Well, and, and so the financial plan that the entrepreneur should have is essentially a plan that stair steps you to a place where you're going to maybe transition to an employee or maybe you're going to transition from one employee to five employees or you're going to transition from working out of your house or your garage into a, you know, a legitimate office or business space. All of these things, while when you start, the day you're starting your business seem so overwhelming, they are all entirely possible. That's that mindset. And when you break big goals like that down into small, monthly, weekly, daily goals, now they're not so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But you have to start with a plan. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about a financial plan. Yeah, so let's get to that. So a couple of the pieces that I recently talked about in this workshop was um, you're starting the business. It's startup. You're putting, I don't care if it's 10000 or or 100000 into the business. Number one, separate your checking accounts out. You need to have a personal account for yourself. So remember what I just talked about. I talked about personal financial statements. On your personal financial statement, you'll have a personal checking account with $10,000 in it. You need to have a separate account a business account. So on your balance sheet, under your assets, you'll have a separate account of $10,000 in your business operating account there. That's an asset. Now, what I would suggest, if you're borrowing that money, you're borrowing that money, remember, you are not the business. You have a name, business has a name. So take it, $10,000 into the balance sheet, assets, but subsequently in liabilities, You'll have a due to owner, due to an bill of $10,000. So when you go plus 10,000 asset minus 10,000 liability on the balance sheet, you'll get an equity of zero today. But make sure that you put that line item on that balance sheet. It is not bad. As a bank, we don't go, oh my God, they're $10,000 in debt. No, you're not. You're saying, I'm intelligent. I expect this business to make a profit and eventually pay this back to me. And I'm smart enough to know, I don't know what the tax consequences are going to be at that time. So probably don't want to take it as a dividend or a distribution or especially not W-2 salary. I want to get paid back the money I'm owed. Oh, and guess what? Maybe you can charge the company 6%. Maybe you can charge the company 3% because you borrowed that company, not you, that new company, money. And you deserve to be paid interest on that. Now, can you forgive it down the road? Absolutely. What You can do whatever you want, but keep that option available. So you are making interest income on the money that you took from your personal account and put in the new business account and borrowed the business. Wow. Guys, that is a, that is a mouthful because the way you treat your business and the way you protect yourself and maybe your family has much to do with what she just started the conversation about. We're going to come back and I'm going to talk about the benefits of doing these things properly to minimize, minimize the, le- the legalities of impact to you. Should someone ever sue you? Should you ever get into trouble financially? And these are things that small business owners, even if they are wise enough to start their own little S Corp or LLC, they often do not understand the importance of managing and proper governance of that business. We're going to talk about that when we get back. We will take our break and see you on the other side. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. 
it takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village. Village Bank. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651 that's 651-227-2711. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, an excellent topic. Uh, Alicia was bringing up uh, uh, some basic things. And look, Alicia and I talked about this. And truth be told, there is no real basic things. Because some of the most, most basic and fundamental things are, in fact, the most important. And so, we don't want anybody to be listening to this and saying, well, that's over my head, doesn't apply, scares me to death, and they mentally check out and we lose them. We want to bring everybody along and and be as fundamental and basic and know that you don't have to be a genius to understand this stuff. It's just new. And like anything that's new, it seems a little overwhelming, but it's really not. And so, when you think about 
uh, separating your bank accounts. There's so much in that. Mm-hmm. Many, many times. First, you should have a business structure you operate out of. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But let me just put it this way. If anything goes wrong, and should you ever get sued? Now, I'm going to say something that this is going to get people maybe have the tendency to want to check out. I'm nervous. Well, (laughs) when you start a business, I tell clients, look at it and say, when I get sued, Not if I get sued, when I get sued. And what that will cause you to do in your own mind is to always document things properly as though you have to, you're going to be able to prove everything that you say as you say it is. Because without that, many times people are doing things continuously on the fly. They don't keep track of it. And if something goes wrong, they don't have the documentation to illustrate and prove that they did things the way they did them. So one, you start a business structure because you want to minimize the liability to your own personal assets. That's one thing that that is obvious. Now, there's a multitude of other reasons, of Mm, course, because mm -hmm, of tax benefits mm -hmm. and things like that. But when you consider, if I talk to somebody and I say, why'd you start an LLC? They'll tell me, well, I don't want anybody to take you know, my personal stuff. Well, you have to look at it this way and say, if an attorney were to sue you uh, on behalf of someone else, right? They're, they're going to hire some, someone else hires an attorney and they sue you. Well, here's the first thing they're looking to prove that your business isn't legitimate, that it is a sham, that it is an alter ego of yourself. And some of the ways that they do that are in that you don't handle the business properly. You commingle funds. You don't keep a minutes book. You don't carry out annual meetings. You don't renew the business annually on time. Many, many things. And so imagine that you're continually dropping breadcrumbs to show this. Now, another thing that you want to do that is a standard thing is you should fund, initially fund the business. And that means you're going to put a chunk of money in the business account. I don't know, you know, five grand, 10,000 bucks. And I know maybe those numbers seem daunting, so don't let them. It could be lesser. But whatever that number is, you immediately do that. And remember that those are after tax dollars, assuming they are, to you personally, which means they're an asset. And so that asset now is making you making a loan to the business. You want to put in your corporate minutes that you made a loan to the business and you want to put an interest rate in there to legitimize that. And then you're going to pay yourself back. So when you do pay yourself back, you'll not pay taxes on it again a second Mm -hmm. time. Very basic stuff. Well, where does this go sideways? When people are continually using their personal credit cards to buy things for the business and they don't keep track of them. If you own a purse of a, a piece of real estate, all those expenses could very possibly, or some of them, most of them, could be step up in basis and allow you to increase the amount that you put into the property, which means you wouldn't be paying taxes on that. But if you don't keep track of it, you don't even know what your basis is. And worse yet, your CPA doesn't either. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important that you're saving all of those receipts. Even if you do put it on your personal credit card, let's say, you know, you finally were able to save 200 bucks a month, get that down payment and buy that rental property. Save the receipts, save everything. And that way, whether it's at the time um, at that, that tax year or you go to sell the property, you know and understand what every expense was that you have in that property. Um, I want to step back though a second. I, when we talk about attorneys and accountants, I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm envisioning everyone going, oh, here I go, a cup of coffee. Cause, and I say that with all due respect because it's kind of the same when I start going off on banking. With that being said, don't think about you have to go find an attorney. Think about who you know. Who'd you go to school with? Who'd your kid play t-ball with? Who do you like that you're like, ah, I didn't know you were an attorney. You're pretty great. I didn't, I didn't get that. Or, hey, you're an accountant. That's awesome. Go ask your friends, right? Go, go ask some questions. And I'm not saying they're going to be your friends and give you free advice. I'd actually say, don't ask for free advice. Say, I, I want, I want to pay for this. This right. is a professional relationship, but I already have some trust in our relationship. You know, we use, even at the bank, I mean, I've been there almost four years now and I, I, I finally been in a place with two attorneys that I feel like I trust them. So when they're, when we're at, we're looking at things or we're vetting things out or I have a question on something, I can say, can I talk to you about, I just want to talk about this. How does this look? What's the structure you've seen in the past? Share with me what I'm missing. I always ask, what am I missing? Because that gives people, whether it's employees or attorney, you know, permission to tell you what you're missing. It also, you say, what else have you seen? 
tell me what you've seen because they can then share examples of structure or issues, lawsuits, et cetera, that have not worked out right. Same for accountants. Ask, have you seen this done differently? You bring up a point, and again, I'm sorry, I'm going to get in the weeds here, but, uh, you know, a lot of folks come to a business because they have been consumers their whole lives, so they have a consumer mentality, and so exactly as Alicia said, they're always trying to bootstrap and get a good deal, and and you, and you when you're going to really work with an attorney or CPA, that type of friend relationship really isn't necessarily a good thing for your business. You should be willing to pay them. But in the in the vein of, I want to save money, many people think they can go to the annotated uh, statutes, uh, which are the laws, and read them, and they don't need an attorney because they're trying to save a buck. Well, what you need to understand is reading the laws, and, and I don't care if you, you have a PhD in English, the reality is that legal precedent is the interpretation of the laws through the, or the statutes through the courts. So what you read in an annotated statute and what is actually practiced in the, in the court of, in the, in the, in the court of human beings in our world, that relates to lawsuits that are brought. And when those lawsuits are brought, then the court rules on them, and that is how it's actually handled. So what Lisa, Alicia just said about asking the attorney what their experience is, what, it was, what, it's, what that's saying is don't think you can simply read the laws and now you understand everything you need to know and you're not stupid. You can read just like everybody else and so you understand. It is not that simple. You need to know that. No, I mean, it, and that's why I said go to somewhere where you have a trusted relationship. Our first village values put relationships first. And once you have a relationship, you trust, you have a shared yeah. vision. I I can't press how hard it is that uh, the attorneys or even the bookkeeper think like we're going back to that startup phase, that bookkeeper that you have two hours a month, right? One hour in your financials and another hour walking through the financials with you so you understand them. Go to that trusted advisor. Now, I'm not saying friend anymore. I'm saying advisor because you are paying them for their service. And talk to them about what they've seen and what that structure could look like because those are the people that uh, I like. I understand balance sheet, income statement, financial, personal financial statement because it's my job. If I don't understand it, probably won't have my job. It's the same thing for them. They're intelligent people that are very good at what they do. I'm through experience, I might understand a little bit about accounting, a little bit about attorney, but make no doubt about it, Todd. It, as a president of a bank, you always go to a professional. And I love what you said about pay for the service because, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I know how to get down and dirty and roll up my sleeves and work. But what I also know is that if I expect the best, I need to pay for it because then I'm let down and I don't get the best for our village. If, if we are not paying for something. And so I think that it is so important. Now, uh, listen, guys, I get it. When you're starting out, you're like, well, I don't have the budget that a bank would have or that Todd would have. Absolutely. Yes. So you say, what is the most important thing? And these two people on the radio are telling me numbers are important. So rather than hire a marketing company right off the bat, this is what I would suggest. Go find a bookkeeper two, three hours a month, whatever time it takes to put those receipts and the expenses on the income statement and, you know, put in the sales for the revenue and, and, and the invoices for the revenue on the income statement. But then they have to have time to sit down and talk to you about how they got there. Entrepreneurs, I'm not saying you need to learn how to do it and eventually take it in 90 days. No, 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 no. But you have to understand how they got there. And then you're going to start to ask some really good questions and you're going to start to know your business better. You have to know your business. And let me, and, and the marketing piece, super important. We've talked about it tons. You guys see us all over social media, but get scrappy. Look at what your comp competitors are doing. Who do you admire on social media? Do something like that for your own business then. Get the college kid, get your niece, get your daughter, whatever. Ask them, right? Get them some credit at college or high school for it. Let them use it as a project. But know your numbers. It doesn't matter how great you market. It doesn't matter how many people contact you for your service, your widget. If you don't know your numbers, you will not make it. That's, a, that's, a, that's such a powerful point. 
And when Alicia talks about, you know, find somebody you trust, the conversation in and of itself, because you are trying to internalize and change, you know, it's a different vocabulary. You know, start talking about net and gross and things like this. Those just those terms alone can scare people Mm -hmm. away. You have to internalize and become comfortable with that different language as it relates to your numbers. It's really not that tough, but it is different. And so the more times you can speak with someone who is in that field, the more comfortable you become with that language and those terms. And that's something that you definitely want to do. Let's take another break here. We'll be right back with President Alicia Webb from Village Bank. This is the final week of each month, which we always have Village Bank Radio. I hope you're enjoying it. We'll be right back. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at ahoLawOffice.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612 202 8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. 
it takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village. Village Bank. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So just as a quick summary, uh, you want to start a business. You want to start a business structure. Now, certainly you can go and pay an attorney to create that business structure. What they're going to do is they're going to teach you a lot of the things that we're talking about. They're going to establish it properly. They're going to create an operating agreement. Uh, they're, they're going to have, if you have partners, they're going to have a separation agreement. Uh, they're, they're, we'll not go into that. Let's assume that you don't do that. Uh, you start a business, you start a bank account because once you get that business, that, that, that state ID, then you get your federal ID, F-E-I-N, federal identification number. And then that allows you to go to the bank and create a separate bank account that is specific to the business, something you want to do right away. You want to purchase a minutes book that can either be electronic or that minutes book can be a physical minutes book. And that is just what you're going to keep track of changes and, and things that you do within that business to, to notate those things. Uh, then my sense is, and Alicia made the point, you probably want to purchase and purchase an accounting software package and or have an accountant or a bookkeeper come in and help you understand and maybe input your numbers and teach you to do that. Todd, let me interrupt you real quick because I'm listening to you and I love all this. So I'm going to like break it down real quick because I just had this conversation with a girlfriend of mine who's actually starting a business. The minutes book. What the heck's a minutes book? How do I Amazon minutes book, right? That's what all of us like super moms are thinking. Nope. Start emailing yourself. If you put $10,000 in that new operating account, the bank is going to either email you or they're going to give you a folder with all your documents in it. Keep that folder, put it in a file, keep a physical version, scan it in, keep an electronic version. Chances are you'll have an email address for your business and scan it in, have a folder in that new email uh, inbox that says uh, banking documents. Also, send yourself an email then that says... I, um, you know, Karen Johnson borrowed, you know, XYZ LLC $10,000 on ABC date and send it and then put that in uh, funds to the business 2022. And just that can be a minutes book, like just in emails and keep all of those emails. So you have all of those as documentation. Um, you know, keep that first, uh, make a scan copy or keep the piece of paper, or keep the email where it shows the transfer from Karen Johnson's personal deposit account, checking account to ABC LLC's transfer in $10,000 on the date and on the time. Put that in that, in that box in your, in your um, new email account as well. Keep all of those documents. Have a, a physical file or do it electronically. I don't care. But just that's that minutes book, right? That way you're keeping track of everything and you have everything in there. Let's say you go to Target and you buy some stuff. Just keep it, keep that receipt, keep it all in there. Now, when we talk about those checking accounts, get a debit card for that new business checking account. You can get a Visa, MasterCard, debit card from any bank. We, we want it to be Village Bank, but it can be anywhere. And get that debit card. And that way, only put transactions on that debit card that hits that new business LLC. And then you have, the bank will have a, 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 file of every expense that you had for that calendar year. Um, most banks, you can look at, see where the, where, where the uh, debit card was from Target. You can keep the receipt right on the back, um, what it was used for, but that's what your bookkeeper is going to need at the end of the day. And software, accounting software, I mean, heck, I even have a hard time figuring that out at times. Get the bookkeeper. Don't, don't get the software until the bookkeeper says, this is what I'm using for you. This is what I recommend. I will tell you today, I mean, you guys have heard me. I love shiny objects. I love marketing. I, but I, we're going into inflation in March. Rates are going up. Um, we've been talking about this over and over. If you haven't fixed your rates, if you haven't gotten a lower rate, I don't even care if it's your homestead. Uh, 
Go do it or stop listening. I'm sorry, Todd, but I'm like, you know, you got to do this stuff. Rates are going up, guys. Things are going to get tricky. We're all watching what's going on in the world today and in our own country. Gas prices, et cetera. I need you guys to really start understanding your numbers and the impact that rates going up is going to have on your income statement, the margins you think you're making on pink, you think you're making on blue, and you think you could make on green if you make that investment. It is going to change. It's going to change your personal financial statement too, quite frankly. Remember how we talked about you make revenue, you have expenses, you have money left over. Do you keep it as equity in your business or do you put it in your personal financial statement? You take it out of the business. It's going to be smaller. That net income on that profit and loss could be smaller. That's less equity in the business. That's less finance per cash on your personal financial statement. We need to start to think about that and what the impact of that is. So know your numbers, get that bookkeeper. We've talked about SCORE today. You can go to SCORE. They've got tons of resources there. Todd knows a million. Well, Arliss. I mean, Arliss has that service. And I will tell you right now, hands down, one of the best I know. There's tons of other people that both of us know as well. So reach out to Todd on LinkedIn, reach out to me on LinkedIn, and I promise we would each give you two names without a doubt. But get that bookkeeper. It It is uh, an important thing when when she says, Alicia, to know your numbers. One of the most important things that you can know about your numbers is this: these simple things. If you ever watched Shark Tank and you listen to them respond to somebody mm-hmm. after they've made some, some statements, just imagine you take your gross income, you take, subtract out all the expenses, less your own personal income. And you can start with none of your, if your salary or your draw or your K-1, forget that. Just take everything out. And then if you've got a financial calculator, you simply take that end number after expenses and do percent total against the grand total revenue. Tells you what your, what your ratio is. What is your percentage of money? Then the next thing that I do is I pull out what I think is the reasonable income that somebody doing your job should be making. And then I take that that's left and I say, what's that as a percentage of the grand total and then that tells me the profit margin ratio if I were to replace you with someone mm-hmm. else those numbers right there the most basic they could ever be are the things that you should know every step of the mm-hmm. way in your business and what I so it's funny as we're talking through this I'm thinking about this and I'm always thinking about it am I looking at it from the entrepreneur's perspective am I looking at it from a banking perspective am I how am I looking at this because you will look so let's we're talking a lot about income statement statement and keep in mind income statement and profit and loss exactly the same thing it's what's your profit your revenue that i keep referring to what's your loss your expenses that i'm referring to and then bottom line is net income right so same as income statement so an income statement this is why it's important because my entrepreneurs always always okay what i sell what i sell what i sell you guys are passionate you want to sell your product you believe in it you love it the widget Yes, what is your revenue? As a banker, I'm always saying, yeah, what's your net income? I don't care if you made, if you sold 2 million or 26 million, what'd you make on it? What's your margin? How are you managing that, right? But our account, our, so what you're, you're going to look at it from the revenue perspective. Banker's going to come in and want to understand the bottom line. That bookkeeper that we are pushing you hard to meet. They're going to explain all the stuff in the middle and how you actually got there. So meet with that bookkeeper for an hour and then go meet with your banker and get questions from them. Because what that's going to do, entrepreneurs, you're smart, right? I don't care if you went to college or not. I don't care if you're the best in your class or not. You guys are smart and you're gritty and you'll start to see opportunity. You'll start to know the questions you should ask your teammates. You'll start to know the questions you should ask your accountant or your attorney and you'll start to see opportunity. And when I talk about opportunity, it's just not what's the next product service client. It's what should I stop doing and what should I start doing? And you're going to feel what's going on in the economy, what's changing, and know where you should take risk and opportunity. And that's what that bookkeeper is going to do for you. That's what that banker is going to do for you. And then the intelligence and the passion that entrepreneurs have, 
they'll find that new opportunity. It's also going to illustrate to you the differences in the way that they look at their at your numbers because mm-hmm. they will be different. They have different perspectives. Neither is right or wrong. You, as the business owner, have to vet that depending on what you want to do and where you want to go yeah. at that particular moment. Think of all these professional trusted advisors as your kids, right? Like, I, we got four kids. All four are different. But we love them all. We need them all. But they're just, one talks a lot, one doesn't talk. One shares too much, one asks for money. Like, it is what it is. We love them all. And that's what, the, that's what those accountants and that Todd Rooker and that banker and that accountant and attorney, they're all your kids. And they're all going to do different things for you. But at the end of the day, how do you create that business? How do you create that family? How do you create that community? Because you need all of it. Let's take another break here. Uh, hope you're enjoying this. This is, uh, I, you know, it's forgive us because it's so, so easy for us to get into greater detail and expansion. But like all the things that we're talking about, the more times you hear it, the more acclimated and accustomed you become and the easier it is for you. So hearing this stuff talked about gets you comfortable, makes you a better business owner. And boy, do we want to work <laughs> with you if you're that. So we will be right back. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village, Village Bank. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, 
Such great information. Such great information. By the way, just worth mentioning that in Minnesota, we are not required to keep minutes for an LLC. Do not take that. Actually have minutes for your LLC. Remember, you're always dropping breadcrumbs, just like Alicia talked about. You want to transfer money from here to there to show the transaction. Always be keeping minutes. I don't care if you're if you're legally bound to do it. You want to do it. God forbid you should ever get sued. Uh, Alicia was talking about uh, credit cards. And my point in knowing your numbers was this notion that how will you know your margins? Even the basic things that I just covered, if you're not even conscious of all of the expenses that have not been included against your gross revenue to determine what your ratio is. So how do you keep track of those expenses and ensure that doesn't happen to you, Alicia? Mm -hmm. So so what we're talking about is, remember how we got started here today? I'm going to watch the time, but we have... Your income statement, you're making money, you have expenses, you have a net income, that net income goes over to that balance sheet. To even kick that balance sheet off, you're going to have to transfer some money from your personal personal checking account into your business checking account. You'll have to set, set up an LLC, go to score and ask them. You can email Todd and ask him, go online and figure it out. I'm not going to give a lot of advice there. You'll have that LLC. You'll have money in your LLC checking account. I talked about you could get a debit card. So you can go to Target, great Minnesota company, and you can go buy what you need for your business right on the back of it, scan it in, take a picture of it, keep track of it, keep it in that email folder for minutes and for documentation like Todd talked about. If you're using that debit card, then you're hitting that $10,000 and the bank keeps a record of every um, debit and credit. That's what money did you put in? What money did you take out of that LLC business account? That's what that book bookkeeper is going to need, and they'll be walking through with you when you meet with them monthly. Now, credit card. Credit card is not is is different. That's where you're going to have to pay interest on it. That's where, um, you know, that it won't hit that ten thousand dollars, etc. But what's so important about that credit card is that credit card is going to start to build. Um, business, it's going to start to build, um, credit for your business because remember your business is in a new LLC and that business LLC has a tax, a tax, a tax ID, right? And you as a person have a social security number. You want that new tax ID for that LLC to start to get credit behind it. Same way you did when you built your own credit. If it, if it isn't a parent, not a personal credit card used for business, a business specific yeah. credit card to your business, to your company. So go talk to your bank, see if they've got a credit card. So I want to put it in my business credit card. Now recognize they might say, Oh sure. I'll put in this new LLC, but mm, it doesn't have any, it doesn't have any credit history. So I'm going to need you on it too, Todd. So we have some credit history there. No problem. So on the credit card, you'll see ABC LLC and then you'll, but knowing that Todd's credit history is behind it. And that's how you start to build credit history for that business. Now remember, if you put a hundred bucks on it, pay a hundred bucks off. Otherwise you're going to pay some ridiculous fee that we don't want you paying and that's going to end up hurting the business in the long run if i remember correct well i'm not even gonna go there but i i I, sorry i was trying to give advice for stuff that i shouldn't like we've been talking about earlier but i think that it's so important that you have that bit so what anything from today business account get a separate llc keep all the documentation put the if it's a hundred bucks is a hundred thousand dollars Put it on the balance sheet. Get it on. Send yourself an email. Keep the banking record of it. And then finally, start to get gain some history. Start to gain some history for that business so that the bank can see it too. And hire a bookkeeper. I don't care if it's an hour a month. Because let me say, if, if stuff goes wrong, this is what happens. You're like, oh, gosh, I want to start this business. I think this is so great. Bookkeeper tells you a year and you're never going to make money. Please don't do this. And you're going to make a decision as an entrepreneur. But what you're going to have is that history. So you go, gosh, I could have started that business, but I'm going to put 200 bucks away a month. I'm going to buy a rental property one day. And that's what I'm going to do. Because I, I just want to, I want to go work for someone else. And then you reach out to Todd. If you're not going to make money, it's probably not a good business. It's okay to want to save the world, but then don't assume that you're going to make money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and don't assume you'll have more time as an yeah, entrepreneur, right? Yeah. <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody. I hope this is helpful.
last Saturday of every month, Village Bank Radio, Alicia Webb. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye, Alicia. Bye, Todd. Thank you. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Zero, zero. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.